All right, cool, man. So I have to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for marrying two things that I absolutely love with this Your Life Gym. And I want to let you tell the whole story. I just finished watching the doc. Being a kid who grew up in the waiting room of my dad's uh, psychological practice and clinic, marrying that along with uh, health and fitness and and weight training and all that stuff. I've recently fallen in love with burpees, which I want to get into later on. But I want to talk about this this gym and this journey that you've gone on in creating this gym, if you wouldn't mind telling telling the KCAL rockers about this gym and how it came together and marrying the psychology and the fitness and the health and the well-beingness. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, yeah, thanks so much for the kind words. And, um, you know, I'm really excited to to be, you know, chatting with you today and, and be able to explain it because it is. It's a, it was a wild ride, to be honest. I guess the story, my band, August Burns Red, we were on tour right before COVID really got, you know, real serious. And we were going out with a band called Kill Switch Engage, a legendary metal band. And I've been fans of those guys since like 2003. So it was really, you know, exciting for our band to be main support for them. We were all ready. And then COVID hit and we all had to go home. Our tour got canceled. I can't remember if we were in Kentucky. I think we had played a show in Kentucky and then we had to go straight back to PA and unload all our gear, all of our production, say goodbye to our crew, you know? And then I'm just kind of sitting at home and I'm like, holy smokes, this is a this is a crazy situation. And who knows when we're going to tour again. And I had this vision when I was 24, I'm 35 now. The vision was of a fitness gym that really focused heavily on mental health. And, and I just felt like, Man, right now during this pandemic, I'm seeing so many people, you know, fall back into poor habits or addiction, seeing a lot of people, they're losing their jobs and they're feeling um, stressed and anxious and people are fighting, you know, politically, there's a lot of division, society's taking a hit with, you know, all these crazy things that are happening. And I just saw my community kind of falling apart and the gym that I was going to during the time of COVID that was right down the street from my house called Iron Fit had just closed because they couldn't keep the doors open anymore. And so that's when I kind of felt the call of, hey, man, remember this vision that you had when you were 24 and you know, 25, like, this is the time, you know, you're not going to be on the road again anytime soon. Your community needs something like this. You know, I guess a side note, too, <laughs> about the mental health aspect is, is about 11 years ago, I started my own 501c3 nonprofit called Heart Support. And that is an online community for people to talk openly or anonymously about their mental health issues. And that could be anything from like, man, I just went through a, a gnarly uh, breakup down to, hey, I'm, you know, I'm cutting myself or I have suicidal tendencies and I just need to, I need to talk about it. I need to let it out because I've never shared it with anyone. It, it could be a broad range of mental health topics and, and discussions. And that's been doing really, really well. Heart Support has been helping thousands of people and building community and helping them kind of understand the importance of their mental health giving them a safe space to open up. It doesn't matter. And this goes for my gym as well. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. It doesn't matter what you believe in. It doesn't matter who you're in love with. It doesn't matter what you've done or what, what's been done to you. You're accepted there. I thought to myself, well, man, if I could get that community, get that type of love, that type of understanding, that type of vulnerability in an actual room, have it kind of infused with physical fitness, I think we could do something really amazing and have something really special that's a little bit more than a gym. I went to my buddies, my friends, my colleagues, and some key advisors, and I just started asking a lot of questions. How could I do this and help my community in this way? And I'll be honest, one of the things that I've learned about success 
is depending on what you call success for this to be successful i needed people i needed a body of people that understood the vision understood the mission and were willing to give their tools their resources their gifts to help walk beside me to build this and this gym is open now it's it's been open for almost two months we have already got over 100 members which we want to kind of keep exclusive to around 400 because we want to make an impact in people's lives we don't want just people to come into the gym we want to help them and understand them and love them where they're at you know one of my mottos is uh wash people's feet and build big people and what that means is we want to wash our customers our 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 members our clients feet meaning love them where they're at what are they dealing with today how can you help them today what could you do today that you've got to give to them that would make their journey um, or direction of their life Um, and then build big people meaning once we start to build relationships with our members we start to say hey man like you just said that you wanted to go back to school and to be a lawyer or something like that right so like we're gonna like we're gonna help figure out a plan for you to be able to do that so that you go and live your dream and and make it a reality in your life or you know uh, having conversations one of my friends who's a member of the gym you know is going through some some things at home and it's like okay how can we help support that individual to be successful and to find healing so that he can grow past this moment and that this moment doesn't cloud his judgment or detour him from where he was going in life it's just a little more hands-on a little more intimate and the mental health aspect of this gym we have classes where we discuss surface level mental health which really you know brings that dynamic into the community and it's been awesome man i i mean i have so much to share with you about it but i I know that now i'm starting to ramble So I apologize. No, no, no. I love the passion and the energy and just wanted to dig in a little bit about it because in a way there's some mental health built into just fitness health. You think about it, if you can only do say five push-ups one week and the next week you're doing 10, there's some encouragement, there's some reward, there's some there's some good will built up in yourself no matter how poor or, or whatever else is going on in your life. I, I think you do take some appreciation in that. I know in my own journey over the past couple of years since kind of about 2017, 2018, I really started going down my own fitness journey and those results fitness wise for me have built mental health and made me feel better about myself and self-worth and all of that. And it's funny how they kind of go hand in hand. When you see the results in the gym, there's no way you're not going to feel better about yourself in other ways of your life. It's not going to have an effect positively in other facets of your life. Right. When you're working on your exercise and releasing endorphins, you know, when you're going home and you're seeing literally your body is transforming, it's, it's changing, right? And the people around you start to notice and it's just therapeutic. You know, for me, like when I started going into fitness, I, I was going through a really, really bad divorce. It really got me out of, you know, this uh, depressive state of mind. You know, I had a choice to make and I chose to go to the gym to be an act of self-care, an act of self-love to, to show myself, hey, man, like, it is okay, you're gonna be okay. And you need to love yourself right now, instead of trying to be the front man of August Burns Red, or the the president or founder of Heart Support, or whatever, whatever identity that I was wrapping myself up into, I needed to really just 
love myself. And by going to the gym, it was an act of love towards myself that really helped me. Fitness in general, exercise, builds your immunity system, can even get you in the mentality that, you know, once you work out, now you're thinking about, okay, well, I want to eat healthier, right? Like you, you just did some, some work, right? And burned some calories. And so you want to eat something and you want to have a meal. Maybe you have like a healthier meal. Like there's so many different ways that it just, uh, it breathes into your life. You know, it's almost like your face changes too. When, when you start to lose some of that weight and, and you're you're doing something good for yourself and you're loving yourself, you feel brighter, um, you're more positive, energetic. People see that and they're like, wow, man, I haven't seen you like this lit in a, in a long time, you know, and there's so many different pros to fitness. And then yes, like with adding the, um, the level of um, community and building people up and encouraging them, they now have an environment where when they walk in the door, we want to know how they're doing. We care, we're encouraging, we're positive. And then the classes with the mental health health stuff. To be honest with you, I thought it was going to be kind of a challenge to get people to come to those classes. But literally, like, and like I said, we've only been open for two months. Literally last week, we had 11 guys in the men's class and we have a pretty consistent eight to nine women in the, in the women's class. And, and we do online Zoom calls too. So even for our members, like let's say they can't make it to the, the six o'clock or 715 class, they have a link, a Zoom link, and they can watch from home and, and partake in, in home. Or let's say we've got members that are like, uh, I don't really know because mental health is kind of scary for some people. And, and that's quite okay, but maybe they just want to check it out and they don't really want to be in the room, but they want to, you know, hear what we have to say. And so that they can use the Zoom calls. And so it's, it's really, it's really been awesome just to be able to bring both of these together. I'm kind of blown away the fact that this hasn't been done before, to be honest with you. Like, I feel like the mental and physical should have been married long before this. From me traveling all over the world and working out at gyms, I've never seen anything like this. And I was like, man, this is what I would want in a gym and what I think is important. So apparently a lot of people think it's important as well. And again, I'm just very thankful for those who come alongside me and champion me and help me understand how to make this more beautiful and magnificent for, for other people, you know? I agree, man. You know, I've long joked with friends and family that I think that mental therapy should be part of renewing your driver's license every year or paying your taxes or something. Like, <laughs> you must go to four sessions throughout the next 12 months and get a stamp card mm. or whatever we got to do. But I almost think it should be ingrained in uh, in our daily lives. And I'm glad that you're putting a spotlight on it. And especially in this day and age, you know, I, I always tell my friends that I'm trying to get into health and fitness and pay attention. It's really about you time. It's about putting down that phone for 20, 30 minutes, an hour, however long you got, but dedicating time to putting down that phone, no social media, no problems, no work, no stress, and just focusing on yourself and doing what's right for your own health. That's the biggest thing. I don't want to take up all of your time, even though I'm having so much fun talking about this. We got to talk some music and I got to get your opinion on a couple of things. And we definitely have to talk about that, that kill switch tour. Yeah. Last couple of things on the fitness. I would love to know your thoughts on burpees specifically, because that's what I've fallen in love with. A friend of mine showed them to me and I've been hooked and I've been doing five sets of 10, six to seven days a week for almost three years now. Wow. Wow. That's amazing, man. That's amazing. I, I, I'll be uh, honest that's, with you. That's my religion is burpee religion. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds, sounds like it's doing good for you. Um, yeah, man, to be honest with you, I like me personally. I love equipment. 
I love weights. I love the the chase, I guess, or the the personal self competition that I have with myself as far as like, okay, how much can you lift? And or you know, I also love trying different equipment. So burpees is not my thing. I'm not a burpees <laughs> guy, and I, and I'll be honest with you, I probably couldn't do a whole lot of them because I know what a burpee is, and it and it frightens me. Um, it's hell. Yeah. Yeah. It's brutal. I will be honest. If you can't go to a gym or you don't have the time, you know, you want to get in shape. Burpees is the way to go. I, I commend you for that. But yeah, I can't do them and, and I won't do them. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I just don't want to do them, man. That's hardcore right there, bro. You'll appreciate it. I've started incorporating free weights in between. So I'll do like 10 burpees, catch my breath, and then I'll do like some curls and then, you know, yeah. three sets of 10 and then I'll do another 10 burpees and then I'll do triceps or whatever i'm picking apart a different body part in between the burpee sets yeah so yeah getting a little circuit that's cool man yeah that's awesome and just all at home and all during the pandemic it's been even that much more important the other thing that it's been interesting too with the working out it's replaced concerts not being able to go to concerts that burn of energy at concerts now Mm, gets funneled through working out because there's not that release at the end of the day you know no matter what happens nine to five whatever life family you go to a concert and you go scream your balls off and forget it and Mm -hmm. have that emotional release. And now it's Mm -hmm. turned into burpees and working out because we can't do concerts. Right. That's a good point. Last thing on the the gym, and then we got to talk music too, but is there anything that that we can do from a distance? How do do us KCAL rockers in the Inland Empire, Southern California area, get involved in your gym? Yeah. So if you love the idea of this mental health gym in your life and you want to support us from afar, there's a couple things you can do. You can buy merch. I've been very thankful. We just released some merchandise and it's getting eaten up really quick by just so many people are like, hey man, you know, love the gym idea. Want to rep you where I'm at, but you know, I live in, you know, the West Coast. So I'm just going to grab a shirt and support you that way. That's really cool. But if you are interested in talking about mental health stuff and getting tips and tricks on fitness and things like that, I have a Patreon account that I started for $10 a month. It gives you access to the mental health classes. So you can get on the Zoom calls. The uh, men's group is at 7.15 on Tuesdays, 7.15 Eastern, and the women's group is 6 p.m. Eastern. That's $10 a month. And then also with that, you can get a little bit of like a heads up on the merch before we sell it publicly. You can get your hands on merch if you want it. But also on Thursday night, I do a Zoom meeting with the Patreon tribe. And that's at 6 p.m. Eastern where I talk about music. I talk about touring. I talk about business. But then also Joel, my fitness instructor, he does Q&As on exercise. And then I bring a topic to the table about mental health, maybe something that I was going through or something that um, touched on, you know, that day. And then we kind of just share. It's really cool. It's, it's We've got about, I don't know, maybe 14 people right now. But it's just like this really cool community where I try to tell them this. I say, look, the way I want this to feel is like we're all friends and we just haven't seen each other in a while because of COVID. So we get on Zoom call once a week and we talk about our mental health. We talk about our fitness and we talk about music and business. So it's been really cool. It's been a lot of fun. And that's, that's $10 a month. And so that obviously is helpful for me to um, continue need to build this gym so right now that's kind of where we have it if you wanted to follow us on instagram post about it on instagram uh the instagram page is at the your life gym beautiful man (laughs) 
And we got to yeah. talk about this tour because, oh, my God, we had you. I had the presents. My little radio show had your presents on the March 25th date at Riverside Municipal Auditorium. I had just interviewed yeah. Rambler to have him on the show. I mean, we were days away, like I think literally one week away from having you come to town with Killswitch and what a metalcore dream come true tour that was. Talk about the uh, the couple of shows that you did get to do and, and especially with Howard being there and going out and doing a couple of songs. But talk about the couple of days and let's go back to March yeah. a, a year ago or so. Yeah, man. It was awesome. We were we had spent so much time on production and rehearsals for that tour because we knew we knew that that was going to be just a heavy hitter man like everyone was going to come out I remember when we announced that tour ticket sales just went skyrocketing and so you know also for our band I mean let's be honest dude Killswitch Engage is just a legendary band and they've obviously like inspired and influenced a lot of bands including August Burns Red so you know we were excited about you know just being able to tour with those guys and, and get to you know spend some time with them and they're all very 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 nice. They're all really, really nice guys. And Adam, actually the guitarist, Adam had produced and recorded Thrill Seeker, which was August Burns Red's second, you know, album. It was kind of cool to, you know, catch up with him. And, and yeah, man, like the shows were great. Howard uh, was getting on, on stage with Killswitch and his presence is amazing. His, he's got such powerful vocals and it was pretty cool. It really was. Like we were, <laughs> we were all dead set on just becoming best friends with everybody and having a really solid tour but then you know when COVID showed up we didn't really know like like Kill Switch didn't know if the tour was going to get canceled they didn't want it to get canceled obviously like nobody did so we weren't really sure about that and like you know so we kind of had to take it you know day to day and then there was just this one off show Kill Switch had the tour set up where they play three shows and then they have a day off I think and so during that day off we ended up planning I thought it was Kentucky I thought I, I'm not really 100% sure but and that's when we got the phone call from our booking agent saying that the tour was canceled it was like we didn't even really get to say goodbye to everybody because no one was going to the next show you know we've been talking with kill switch and you know we're not going to let that one go away we're gonna once we can get back on the road you better believe that tour is going to happen Oh, good. Thank you. That was that was my question. And, and that's what I had kind of heard that the hope is to kind of make up those dates and do that same tour and same lineup again, which would be incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it would be amazing. The, the, the one bummer is that we were releasing a record on that tour. Obviously, it's, it's Guardians. Our record came out yeah. April 6th. I think. And, you know, that was like part of like that tour was going to be a great tour for our release. And obviously, you know, if uh, there's some Killswitch fans out there that didn't know about us, they were going to, they were going <laughs> to, you know, check our stuff out, you know? So that was definitely a bummer, but we, we were thinking about, you know, pulling it off on releasing that record, but that record, the lyrical content of the record guardians is so fitting to the circumstances that we live in right now. It's, it's like kind of eerie. So I'm really glad that we did release the record, but we've already been in talks with them about rescheduling that tour. I just, I don't have any concrete dates, obviously, because sure, sure. <laughs> I don't think anybody does. No, you know? no, of course. But as long as, long as that's the hope, I can sleep better at night knowing that the hope is that, yeah, that we're going to have that happen. And I certainly wanted to touch on, on Guardians and another incredible album. Do you ever just look at your band and be like, dude, my band kicks ass? Like, you ever just sit there on stage <laughs> and kind of wonder, like, I, I get to be in this band with all these super uber talented musicians? Yeah, honestly, man, I do because I'm the vocalist, man. But like, you know, that's me. That's it. I, I scream and you know obviously i add something to the to the dynamic of the band but like i i am blessed man i am thankful like i'm the guys that i have in my band are just good men 
and they work really hard and they choose love and grace. And I think that that's why we've been continue for as long as we have, not only because, you know, our fan base, but because these guys really work hard on, on writing and staying fresh and expanding with their their art, man, and their craft. And so, yeah, man, I, I do. I really do. We've got things going on with the band right now. I can't really release any information, but I'm listening back to some songs and, and I'm just blown away by the fact that this has been my life for 15 years. I still get to have the opportunity to, to do it. I'm very blessed and thankful, man, for sure. Yep. Yeah. Another brilliant album. I mean, Defender, Bones, Paramount, Instinct by Instinct, <laughs> which is a great title and always a little bit of that tongue-in-cheek and ABR vibe. Like, we're not too <laughs> serious. That's what I, one of the things I always love about you guys. And like, little little tongue-in-the-cheek. We're, you know, serious musicians, yeah. but we're all, we're not taking ourselves that seriously, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great record to, to write. It was definitely a challenge at, at times for me, but I felt like it really turned out really, really well. And the response that we've gotten from it was, was great. And then, you know, one story I love to share, because we are, we're, we're always trying to grow and, and expand and, and, but still keep the fundamentals, you know, the, the foundational pieces that make ABR, ABR. I just remember the conversation that JB and, and Dustin had with our producers, Grant and Carson Slovak. And they're sitting there and, and Grant, or Carson said, this album's getting a little light. <laughs> he said, so do me a favor, write the heaviest song you've ever written. And JB and Dustin go, okay, well, yeah, we could give that a shot. And then Blood Letter happened. And that song <laughs> is just so heavy. Oh, yeah. And, and then they were like, okay, here you go, Jake. <laughs> and I was like, well... How am I going to scream to this? I got to go as low as I can go. So I'll be honest, recording that and performing that song is a lot of work for me because the low screams are so breathy. If you notice, like a lot of the screams on that song in particular, they're shorter. They're not as long. I'm not holding out any very, very long screams per se, because for me to scream that low, I have to get real breathy with the scream. And it, so it's super exhausting for me. But uh, I thought it came together really well. And it was a lot of fun. And, you know... It's heavy, man. If, if anybody needs a heavy track today, just go listen to Blood Letter, and I hope you enjoy it, because it's, <laughs> it's, it is. It's really heavy. Dude, I got to ask you about the track that I've been banging since I've, I've got my hands on it, and thank you for doing it. Curious if it was a leftover or a quarantine recording, but we got to talk a little Chop Suey, man, and, and what a sick recording <laughs> and job you guys did with that track. Was it a leftover from the album, or, or was it recorded during quarantine? No, it was not a leftover from the album. We recorded that during during the quarantine. Yeah. The story behind that is years, years ago, like probably like, I don't know, 11, 12 years ago. We were trying to find a song that we wanted to, you know, have play before we got on stage. And we ended up having Chop Suey one, one night and we're kind of all just goof around singing the lyrics to the song. And then we just kept it every show. We were just like, oh, we're just going to keep playing this. And that's how we all knew that we were going to play. So like if you had to take a leak, <laughs> and before you got on stage and you heard Chop Suey, well, you know, you had two minutes and 34 seconds you know? <laughs> like to go Chop to the bathroom, right? So then we're like, well, let's do our own cover of Chop Suey. I'm going to be honest with you. This is a monumental moment for me. This was a dream because August Burns Red has never let me sing on a track. I've never really sang like clear vocals, clean, soft vocals. I've always had like a little bit of a scream in them or covered them with some screams. So no one's ever really just heard my singing voice. And I've always wanted to do it, but I knew that 
that was never really in the cards. And we had, you know, numerous conversations about that because, you know, we thought that, well, if you start singing, things could change for the direction of the band. And we don't, we don't want to do that. We really love our fans. We really love where we are as musicians. So then when they threw this over and they go, okay, you got to do vocals on it. I said, well, hold on a second. What do, you, what do you mean? What do you want me to do on this? And they're like, well, you know, you should try to sing, I guess. And, and I'm like, wow, okay. Like, this is a thing. So I just go in there, man, and I just give it my, my best. Man, I'll tell you, I'll be honest, my, my legs were probably shaking. When JD walks in the room and, and Grant goes, okay, you ready to hear this thing? You know, we play back and JB goes, wow, I'll be honest, Jake, I didn't think it was actually going to be this good. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, you know, it's kind of a bummer. You didn't have a lot of faith in me, but I, I love but you I'm too. glad you like the, the product. You're like, I love you too, bro. Thanks. Right, 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 right. You know, it's actually actually really uh, great about that because you know he goes well I didn't really I didn't really know it was going to sound this good we didn't change any of it I didn't go back in there and do any different edits like my singing and how Grant and I you know massaged it into the uh, song that was it and that never happens that never happens with my screen there's always oh well, the scream should be a little bit like this or maybe we could change this or enunciate that a little better you know what I mean there's always always fine tuning they all loved it and thought it was really great and it was a great opportunity for me to show Yet another dynamic of my uh, vocals in a safe place where, you know, it wasn't going to ruffle any feathers from our fan base, you know? Yeah, I remember talking to Rambler before the album came out, and, and that's always the question, is there going to be clean singing? And he was like, Bones is about as clean singing as it gets. But now with this mm-hmm. tune introduced, do you think that it could seep into original tune rather than just a cover tune? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I think... I think it has a possibility. There's definitely possibilities of that, but it would definitely be something that would it would have to be almost perfect for us and, and sound exactly the way it needed to sound. And it would probably be sparingly that you would probably see that. I don't, that's just my first uh, initial reaction, but who knows? I mean, maybe our fans would be like, Hey, if you don't have more singing, then, you know, we're not going to buy your album. I mean, <laughs> then we're out. Well, then, yeah. Then, then we're talking different, you know, different conversation, but I'm not sure, man. Put it to you this way. Then if they came to you with chop suey and then they said, all right, go ahead and sing it how it is. If they came to you and said, all right, clean, sing this, you got no problem with the you're, you're game for it. You're not uh, intimidated by it or anything. You're ready to rock any kind of singing they need. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I knew that I could sing and I like singing, but I've just never done it before for the band. And so, you know, I was I was very thankful for the opportunity. And yeah, we'll see where it goes. I mean, like I said, you know, I'm honestly just thankful that we get to continue to write music and, and our fans continue to support us, especially right now during COVID. One last thing, talking uh, System of a Down, just kind of curious. Uh, do you remember discovering System of a Down? Was it a lot? show was it on the radio take me back to discovering them for the first time because obviously they've had an impact on you musically and and you're a fan so i'm just kind of curious how you discovered Mm, them yeah i think the way that i discovered system of a down that song chop suey was so big that was such a big single for them oh yeah for like you know what i mean it was massive so i don't remember like the specific day that i listened to that song i remember being everywhere in high school and i remember playing it quite a bit when i used to work at hot topic (laughs) <laughs> uh, when I was a when I was a kid, so Hot Topic was a great store for me because it was covered in music, and I would take my band's demo EP and I would burn copies of it. No one knows what I'm talking about unless you're 
you know, my age. Yeah, I'm burning old, I know. CDs. Yep. So I would burn copies of my CDs, and then when people bought stuff at Hot Topic, I would put my CD in their bag when I was ringing them up. Brilliant. So that they could, yeah. So I was I was doing a little, uh, you know, promote my band that way. But I remember System of a Down when I was working there, and we would blast that song all the time, man. And you know <laughs> that whole album, just, I'm sure, Toxicity with Aerials and, and so many good songs. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of emotion, you know, and in that record there's a lot of emotion, but I think just vocally there's just it's definitely one of the top songs for me Chop Suey's. You know, it's it's our way of, you know, giving a nod to them by uh recording that song. Thank God the puck has been dropped and NHL is back. My pathetic ducks, it, it's been it was like I forget what they said the other night before Thursday night the first game. It had been over like 300 days since the last hockey game for the Anaheim Ducks and I know you're a big NHL fan, so I want to talk a little NHL any predictions. I know you're a big Bruins fan, right? I am. I'm a very big Bruins fan. Yeah, 100%. I'm a I'm a Flyers fan after that. I absolutely love love hockey. My predictions, I'm going to say I think that the Flyers are going to are are definitely on their way to possibly get in the cup this year. Um, I think that the Bruins are kind of in a rebuild. We just uh, traded out our captain, Zidane Chara, which I thought was really not appropriate or okay, but we did it. <laughs> and we lost uh, Tori Krug, who was a great young defenseman that carried a lot of weight in our in our locker room and on the ice. So we've got a lot of young players. I, I think that w- we're going to start to see with the NHL in the next like two years is a lot of these guys that you know everybody was holding on to, like Crosby and Ovechkin and Marchand. Like a lot of these guys are going to start to you know take a back seat because there's a lot of young blood coming in, and the, the game is definitely getting a lot faster. I really hope they don't take away fighting because that's a part of the game. It's yeah. a foundational piece. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of great stuff, and I'm so happy hockey's back, man. Yeah, me too, and I, I'll be pissed if they take away the fighting, especially when your team sucks. That's all you got to look forward to sometimes. But let me ask you this, as a, <laughs> as a hockey fan, with this shortened season and whoever ends up winning the Cup, does it get a little asterisk next to it because it's not quite in a real season? How do you feel about that that argument? I think you just got to respect it. You know I mean? It's the situation. It is what it is, and there's nothing that we can do to change it. I don't know if I'd go, oh, well, you know, COVID rules, you know, it's it, I don't think I'm that type of guy. I mean, I just love the game of hockey. I love watching it. I love being around the environment. I wish I could go to hockey games right now. Yeah. Um, and I get it, right? Like, I <laughs> I, I get the fact that things aren't going to be, you know, necessarily what they should be or how we want it to be. But, yeah, what about you? What are your thoughts? I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of torn about it. We were even going through it with baseball. Is there a little asterisk next to the Dodgers, you know, that they won this year in a short year, even the Lakers and stuff? You know, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of an interesting question. But then at the same time, like I'm an Angels and Ducks fan, like I'll take a championship. It's been years since we won one. Give it to me if you don't want it. But I kind of right. get, get both sides of the coin, you know, I guess if you win, you're like all about it. But I guess it's easier to point the finger and say it's less than if your team doesn't win. But I was just kind of curious since you're such a big hockey fan where you kind of came down on it i think i could probably pick apart some things if i wanted but bruins are playing right now you know i'm just like i'm just thankful bro (laughs) dude i'll let you get beautiful man thank you so much for the time best of luck with the gym and always a blast talking to you jake thanks man i appreciate you too mike have a good one bro you too later all right late 
Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety, available on all the major platforms. Tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now. Just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at MikeZ967. And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m to midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in the Southern California Inland Empire area, Riverside, San Bernardino County. Always streaming online at kcalfm.com. You, my friend, absolutely rock.